Alright, let's give this a bash. <clears throat> Not in public. Mm. Hi, you're listening to East of Adam West. The answer Hi. to the question... Fuck you. <laughs> Hi. What, is that a little bit too exuberant? Hi. 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 What, Hi. so you lower? Just casual? Casual high. It's like you take a deep breath as you go like... Hi. <laughs> Uh, it's a chore, but it's a pleasurable chore. <laughs> Hi, you're listening to East of Adam West. The answer to the question, what does a midlife crisis sound like? I'm Cameron. I'm Anthony. And today we're going to be talking about two comics that we've enjoyed over the blah, 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 blah. Over time! Know. Over time? Yeah, fuck it. Comics that we've, that we've enjoyed. enjoyed reading. Yeah, comics that we've enjoyed. Anyway, fuck it. Um, what are you going to be talking about? We're getting in the edit! We're getting in the edit! We're getting it! Fuck it, I'll do it live! <laughs> I'll do it live! <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be talking about uh, Joshua Williams' birthright. Sounds painful. Well, it's kind of in keeping what you were saying about what you're recommending. All right, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm going to be talking about Berserk, uh, a beautiful manga written by Kentaro Miura. God knows if I've said that correctly, but it, it's a fantastic series that's been going on since the 1980s and is still in publication. It, it's got legs. This thing has got legs. Wait, is it continuing on with the same uh, writer and artist? Yeah, all, all the, the way, way through. through. Same publisher? Uh, I don't know. I think it's Dark Horse Comics, but I think that's an American label. Yeah, they probably got the rights to it. They probably got the rights to it to sell it in the West, but it's it's, it's still going, um, which uh, amazes me, um, and it's still really popular. In fact, it's just been growing in popularity. Right, I've got to ask you a question before you get into why you love it. Did you come into it at the start, or did you come into it in the middle and then have to research the start of it? Uh, I didn't come into it in the middle. I came into like the many things that have been introduced to me. It, it started off uh, uh, watching it because uh, it got turned into an animated movie. Um, a movie or well, anime? A anime, I suppose. No, no, a movie instead of a series. No, it wasn't. I don't know if it was a story. I think it was a 1980s. No, it wasn't. Did it? No, you I'm came, pretty you, sure I saw the movie. It was a one-shot. It was it was a one-off. It was it was just telling effectively part of the story of Berserk. Remember, like on Channel Four back in the day in the nineties, uh, they used to have like yes. on Friday nights they had this like late night manga session. Yes, yes, and brilliant. You, you have Tale of Four Kings. Uh, there was Three Times Three Eyes, and I'm pretty sure Devil Man, Berserk, Devil Man, exactly. Ah, oh, and that's what really started getting me into manga. Well, it was actually Dragon Ball Z that properly got me into it. And going to remember Johan Plaza yeah, in uh, yeah, Colindale, yeah. which has sadly died, or it's just a, a pale shadow as it saw myself because it's just a food market now. But it's just the food. They're doing what MS did. Just do the food. Yeah, but yeah, it's good fucking food. But I go there. You know, you go and look at the comics, and effectively, it was all written in Japanese. Uh, you look at the pictures. You get. Oh, the and you went to learn Japanese was. from that. That's I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, far more superficial than that. Goading you. Goading you. I just look at the pictures. The pictures. The, <laughs> yeah. the pretty pictures. They're moving. They tell a story. Um, yeah. That guy's got a big chest. What <laughs> am I feeling? Oh my god, he must. He must feel like he a must... safe bear hugging you. But yeah, either way, either way, Channel 4, uh, introduction, watching the animated movies or whatever it was, that's what made me aware of Berserk. And then from there, I just started reading the uh, uh, manga. Um, cool. And it worked quite nicely, actually, because it's nice having a backlog of things that you can kind of catch up on. I mean, I do like the the anticipation of reading a weekly, uh, a week-by-week -week publication or a month-by-month -month or whatever it's going to be. But... There's something about just having a big old binge read uh, oh, to properly get yourself like a deep dive into it. It's a cushion it. of confidence that you know you're going to enjoy it. Yeah, 
Yeah, so thankfully, uh, by the time I actually recognised it as a manga, I had a good hundred hundred episodes to read through. And it's really good, actually, because you can see this, like, you can see this journey the artist, the writer, whatever, Kentaro has gone through. Because it started off as this fantastic revenge story. I mean, at its heart, that's all it is. It's a revenge story. So what you've told me uh, before the recording was it's sword and sorcery. It is. I mean, it's got this dark fantasy setting. I mean, it's set in the uh, this European Dark Age inspired world. It's like, you know, when films like Crocodile Dundee and stuff like that, when they have this stereotypical image of a Japanese tourist, you know, the, the stereotype is they come by with the cameras and everything's like, oh, photo of everything, photo of everything. Yeah, I mean, we don't need to do the accents. <laughs> photo of everything, photo of everything. <laughs> Um, and like, uh, oh god, why do they need to? Why do they need to take a picture of everything they see? But like, when you go to another country or culture, like when I went to Japan, I was exactly the same. I like, I took a photo of literally everything I could find because and it's they so say, oh, fucking Japanese tourist. <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> it probably said like filthy gaijin or something like that. But I mean, just, there's something about looking at a culture that's so different from yours that everything is fascinating and new and in the same way Japan's got this fascination with the West that medieval history that knightly culture dragons sword and sorcery that's really interesting to them Um, in the same way that we might be fascinated with samurai and things like that because it's just a different take something like you know a cut away from the norm I mean I've got my own opinion on this but I think Japan and the UK and or Europe are so closely akin to each other historically and just like you you look at two monocultures growing up or evolving and they've got like connections you're thinking there must be something bigger in this world has such a narrative or there's something very human as how we evolve and grow type thing and like and they're so akin and yet not trading with each other no, yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, there's loads of stuff in that, like in the world. Oh, I think what, they're not divergent evolution. It's something like that. Uh, the idea that you can have animals on completely different continents that have had no interaction whatsoever, but have managed to evolve to have similar qualities. For example, koala bears in Australia having fingerprints that are indistinguishable from human fingerprints. It's just the way they've evolved and they have something very similar, but have nothing in common outside of the fact that humans and koalas live on the same continent now because we've managed to travel there anyway someone in the 1800s fucked a koala yeah (laughs) exactly someone fucked that koala (laughs) it needed fucking anyway my baby's got fingerprints (laughs) exactly not so cute now are you here's some cushel um (laughs) so 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 this is um uh western europe uh, knights of armor yeah uh, eastern take seen through the eyes of yeah, yeah, Eastern take on the Western sword and sorcery, kind of Dark Age stuff, you know, when the church ruled and it ruled through fear, effectively it had a huge control on the world. So that's that's the kind of setting and it's already this like this dark place to inhabit. Um, but that, that's, that's what makes it so amazing because whilst at its heart it is a simple revenge story it's a really well done revenge story and and, and that's a tired medium that's become quite generic because effectively from what I take from other people's interpretations of uh, uh, revenge story it could have been as simple as you know one man taking the, the the last vestiges of happiness from a broken man had left and that that is how it begins 
but it, it grows further from there. Okay. It's more than that. It, it, it's, it's unrelenting all the way through. So the revenge is just the easy way in for you to get it. To well, yeah. start with. It's and like then it, once it, you're involved, you kind of go like, right, now we can actually expand on the story. It's an introductory level. It's a handshake that you're familiar with and it can lure you in. And then it just grows. And it really does grow. Because what really pushes the story through it's a uh, it's got a character relationship driven plot you know the characters we start to love them because it goes into quite a lot of detail about them and then if any tragedy befalls them that's where you become emotionally invested i mean it starts off with an introduction to guts and he's this big bulky dark berserker of a knight, you know, huge guy, clad in armor, he's got one metal arm, and it doesn't reveal why. He also carries this big fuck off sword, you know, this kind of claymore, the kind of claymore you only ever see in Japanese manga, you know, this sword that's like... That could cut the moon. Well, yeah, exactly, it's, very, yeah, exactly, it could cut the moon in half. It's, it's the size of the welder, this thing couldn't be picked up by a normal person, but he manages to do it, and sometimes one-handed, and, you know, onlookers in the manga are, are, are astonished by this, but it, it's to accentuate the fact that this guy has raw power. He is raw power. And it starts off introducing to this character, and it sets a lot of mysteries, you know, uh, to kind of get you to think, well, what's going on here, what's going on here? So it starts off with just him going around killing people, and it's 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 a really it's a really grey tone to it. It's not it's not black and white. It is heavy shades of grey because he does a lot of bad stuff. But then it explains it later, and the people he's doing it to are infinitely worse. So he's this dark enforcer who's a vigilante, like the Punisher in a way, does things, but he himself is ultimately a criminal. <laughs> he's doing things that are wrong, but he's doing it to people that are infinitely worse. So you touched on the, the characters and the style and the feel. Does the writing and art work together? Oh my god, the art is beautiful. But this is the thing, this is what I'm saying. Starting from the late 1980s, this uh, Kintaro Miura guy, he started off, the artwork was already fantastic at the beginning. But as it goes on, um, and he's got a good 20 going to 30 years of doing this now, as he's gone on, the art has just become refined. You know, it's, it's honestly like an aged fine wine. It's just gotten better and better uh, every tighter decade. Tighter lines, tighter ink. Oh, yeah, it's like, oh, the characters are fleshed out. It started off quite, quite jaggedy because that was the style of the art in the late 80s. But it's almost like he's gone on to, you know, <laughs> the ancient Greeks when they were doing statues, they had this ideal image of what the male form looked like. It was like rippling muscles. That's kind of what he's gone on to have specifically for this guts guy. And every muscle, every ab, every fucking sinew is just drawn in there and looks, looks, looks right. He's drawn it really well, but it's to create this sense of power for the character. But he also does it for the other characters. So for the women and for some of the men as well, he gives them effeminate qualities and it's just as refined. He, he, he draws characters for purpose. They are supposed to symbolize exactly what they're representing. And it's, it's beautiful to read. Honestly, that is the first thing you see, especially in the later episodes, you look at the artwork and you're blown away at exactly how detailed and fantastic it right. is. So if I was going to come into this and have a read of it, where, where, 
sorry. If I was going to come into this and read this, where would you recommend I start? Oh, straight from the beginning. And fantastically enough, uh, Dark Horse Comics have released um, compendiums, um, or they called them volumes. Uh, there's three volumes out at the moment. Obviously, uh, Berserk Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. Oh, that's um, good. They didn't skip one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, didn't even need to say that. <laughs> it was good of them, wasn't it? It was good of them. Anyway, yeah. So the big old chunky volumes. Uh, start from the beginning, a because you 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 grow with the character, and the more that's revealed about the character, the more you love the character, and the more you can see his uh, reason to tell. What is it? What's reason d'etre. Reason d'etre. Thank you very much. This is his reason for being. You know, it's it, it start from the beginning, and then as he grows, and you feel that you're growing with the uh, 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 creator as well, because he's just gotten better, and the story does not feel tired at any point. It just it just changes over time. Wow, that sounds quite good I'm glad I can borrow it off you <laughs> I'll chuck it down to you I mean look I, I, I've just really just focused on like you know fluffing up and saying how amazing it is I mean just just a couple more things it's a sign in manga um, so it's designed for adults um, or it's designed from 18 year olds to 40 the like you know Japanese fucking target audience of when it was created so it's the storyline, like I said before, is a lot greyer. I mean, if you look at the younger comics for Japanese uh, uh, teenagers, shonen comics, they're a lot more optimistic. It's a very cut and dry, this is good, this is bad, here's a hero, here's a bad guy. But in the signing comics, there's a lot of grey. You're not sure who's good, you're not sure who's bad. It's more adult, you come to understand the difference between right and wrong and how they can have blurred lines. The antagonist to this story is a guy called Griffith, and he's the one with this like effeminate quality that I mentioned before. He is the opposite of Guts, where Guts is all power and no reasoning, which isn't quite the justification he needs. He's a bit more than that. But whilst he kind of represents that, Griffith is the opposite. He is brains, he is skill versus brawn. And he is someone that works with uh, Guts in the story, He's the one that works with Guts in the story. They start out as friends, and he's the one that ultimately betrays Guts without giving too much of the story away. He's a multifaceted character with these complex desires, and when the betrayal ultimately happens, you can see the psychological drama that's been that's been going on for like it's not until like volume three of the comics that you actually see the betrayal kick in. And because the story is such a not a slow burner but because it's taking its time to actually build this you are so invested in the characters that when it happens it really does hit hard and that's why it's a fantastic story all right man thank you for indulging my mad rant into uh, uh the works of Kentaro Mura. um what do you got for us today? Well, Philip Schofield is gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Bit of, bit of, bit of satire for you. Not even satire. It's uh... Are you laughing at a man coming out? <laughs> no. So needs uh... to go on that sensitivity <laughs> training, don't I? Should we start that one again? <laughs> so yeah, I've been reading Birthright by Joshua Williams and Andre Brenson. So. This came to mind when we were talking about doing this and Berserk being a sword and sorcery mm. uh, comic because the new issue of Birthright came out, issue 41, and the great thing about this comic is they take mini pauses between story arcs, mm. so it gives you time to kind of soak it in. I mean, I'm sure it's probably because the artist and writer want to take a break, 
but I actually quite appreciate these pauses between major moments. Yeah, it, it gives them a chance to actually get their story straight, so it's uh, more powerful when it finally gets released. I like that. If many mediums did that. If they took their time in releasing it as opposed to pandering to the, 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 the public's the demands. Of, yeah. We need it, we need it, we need it. Yeah, but, exactly. So this came out, issue 41, and it reminded me how brilliant this comic book is. It is... Uh, essentially a book about destiny okay. it's about what does it mean how is it interpreted how does destiny affect other people when it's hoisted upon one central character so it's the story starts oh okay so the comic came out in 2014 okay and it's been so going, relatively recent yeah well, it's five years or so yeah relatively recent Six. so it's so it's kind of up to date with its knowledge of Star Wars and stuff like that. Other stories that have destiny in it like okay. that. So it's not trying to build the lore with it. It's trying to almost comment on it more than anything. And so the story kind of starts off with this kid, these two kids, two brothers playing hide and seek. And one of the kids gets basically stolen, whisked away by this mystical force to this magical world. So do you, do, you, do, you, do you see this happening or is it alluded to? No, no, no. You see it happening. You, It's like uh, in one panel he's whisked away and the other panel it's his other brother trying to play, still playing hide and seek trying to find him. Okay, so the other brother doesn't realise he's been whisked away. He just assumes he's like a really fucking good hide yeah. and seeker. Then cut to... I want to say seven years. I can't quite remember off the top of my head. Seven mm. years later, it's a big time gap. The family is broken now after oh. this. So you've got all the media histrionics about it. You've got the weight of this is what has happened to two parents or two married members like that. What does this do to a younger brother who had this happen? Does he put the blame on himself for playing hide and seek and losing his brother? Type yeah. thing. So the mother's moved on. She's not callous, but she had to move on for her own sanity. She can't be with this. Oh, so you separated from the family? Separate, she's, okay. she's separated from the husband and she's Funnily enough, she's dating the FBI agent who was leading the uh, the case. I was going to ask, you were talking about media hysteronics for it to be like a fantasy kind of storyline. What, what what time period is it set in? Modern day? Yeah, modern day. Okay. Modern day. So uh, recently, so you've got the whole thing where you're going like, oh, uh, the kid goes missing, we're going to be sympathetic for them. But after time, that kind of metastasized into, well, it probably was the father, wasn't it? Mm. And that's how it plays out. So uh, they're, you know trial by media the father gets flayed on it as well but he's shown to not actually have anything to it but he heaps the weight on himself as well so he's a broken man as okay much as so he's tried to shoulder it but it's taking yeah. its toll on him so suddenly this hench guy just appears out of nowhere and starts sword and you know sword in hand built like a brick shit house is he dressed conan style oh totally dressed conan style nice um and starts basically fucking up this mall okay and it turns out later that this is the kid that got whisked away he got whisked away and got trained in this magical realm okay and he basically starts to make a connection back with his father brother and mother not like straight away they kind of start to make the link that who is this crazy character oh so he doesn't outright say daddy no. it's me 
No, no, no. Daddy, do you love me now? <laughs> no, but he he doesn't hide it when they say, "Are you Mikey?" And he goes like, "Yes, I am." Okay, so what 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 gives it away? The fact that he's Mikey. I can't. He's got quite. those dimples I, I, that you always had growing up. Or? I can't quite remember. I can't quite remember like, like it, a it, peachy it, it, birthmark on his it, left ass cheek. But it's it's not really the part of the mystery of it. It's okay, just like yeah. it happens, and it's all about like why are you here. You you know you disappeared what the fuck happened to you you don't even know the shit that we've gone through and he's going like I have I have a mission to do I have to I have to do I have to kill these sorcerers to save your world type thing so can I just check that the, the protagonist's name this chosen one yeah the ultimate fighter or whatever he's been grown into his name's Mikey yeah yeah well I do like that. I would like for like you know to have a comic or a film or something where the main character relates like this ultimate power that gets hyped up and it turns out his name's like fucking Dwayne or that, that, Bob. But, that, but that's the thing. Like if you're a father of a kid that disappears, you're gonna name you get him. a name. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Like, type thing. But in in this magical world, he's known as the chosen one. Mm. He's the chosen one that's destined to. Like save this fairy world. This fairy world is in uh, a civil war, and there's a dictator basically sw- like swarming over this world, taking over it. Okay. And this is like a last valiant effort. These be these fairy, uh, these orcs and fairies, this resistance mm. having. And like we need to train up this other person who is destined to save a world. Okay. And what is it? So he he's come back to Earth because somehow they're tied together. That's the thing. That mm. is a mystery. Why is he come back to Earth if this fairy world is still fucked up? In turmoil, yeah. Is it fucked up? We're only told little bits. Okay. So really, people are making assumptions. So you don't technically know if he's a good guy or whatever. You've just got... Oh, exactly. I like it, yeah. All we know is the concept of destiny. Mm. He is a built brick shithouse hero. Yeah. But is he still a hero after the mythology was written? Is he is he more nuanced than this like idea of a stereotypical big beefy barbarian? Is he is he deeper or is he just like no, uh, me no like smash Hulk smash? No, no, he's he's single minded in what he's doing. But okay, he was, he unrelenting. Read, he can read and he can write, but he hasn't got time for the nuances because he has a mission to do. Yeah, okay. It adds a he certain, ain't a bitch. <laughs> it adds a certain pacing to it, and you. Part of the first few story arcs of the world, uh, the, his family trying to catch up with him, trying to keep pace with him, but also try and work out what's happening. Cool. That sounds it's, really good. I mean, the the art in it is amazing. It yeah. has some am- amazing, bombastic fights mm. in it, uh, and they only get better and better as more of the story is revealed, and the more the writer and artist can lead in more fantastical notions into our world if you were going to compare the art style to something else like uh, I don't know why I'm getting uh, in my head um, what's that one you lent me um, about the, the the kids that finds this manual on how to become a, a fighter and uh, it's like got a German name like Hans Hans Gruber, Gruber. yeah <laughs> oh, it doesn't matter but if you were going to compare it what would you compare it to Okay, uh, 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 just to explain the dead air, I'm looking at pictures now. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it. Like, uh, I don't know. Who's the, the artistic co- style? Would you? Say the cover artist it's is like kind of like same. Valiant, Valiant comic style. Oh, I, 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 but this I, is image. It's image comics, yeah. Yeah, right. this is an image comics uh, under the umbrella of uh, Skybound, which is an in. Um, 
which is an in-publishing house uh, that's owned by Robert Kirkman, the guy that did uh, Walking, Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah. yeah. So he's been pushing out some really interesting stuff. I mean, I might bring up a later comic, uh, which is in the crime genre of Thief of Thieves, one of my favourite yeah. crime series. And again, that's under the umbrella of Skybound. And I think Robert Kirkman's very much an idea guy. He'll have a chat with writers going like, right, have you thought of doing an idea like this? Oh, you've got something like that in your back pocket. Brilliant. We'll publish it. Or I want to do a crime series. I'm going to give you a rough outline of it. You go flesh it out. Mm. That's kind of that's kind of part of the branches of Skybound in the, under the publishing house of uh, Image. Cool. No, sounds awesome. I, I I don't know how to describe the art. It is just it can be subtle when it needs to. It's very. Um, isn't heavily inked mm. so it's the color the uh, the color uh, the the colorist does a lot of heavy lifting in it to add subtlety so uh, it's it's got some very uh, definitive lines and the subtlety comes a lot with the colorist more than the inking yeah so it allows for very subtle scenes to happen and also very bombastic moments to happen. Okay. Um, so does it have like explosive big panels? Yeah, yeah, there we go. A lot of large splash pages, but also um, it can do a lot of subtle movements and characterization. There's a lot of uh, close-up faces to show expressions, mm. and you're thinking that needs an inker to show... Like An, ink, an inker's like a, a, a lighting specialist. It's mm. showing you... Um, the environment affecting the character as, a, as opposed to what the character reacts to the environment. Well, I think that's one of the big differences between the, like, the, the Eastern comic book style and the Western comic book style. The majority of manga that I've read, the vast majority, if not all of them, they're all black and white. And I think if you're going to have an Inca who, like you said, is the lighting tech in a Western comic, it's like bringing out the depth. Um, the Eastern comic artists they need to do it with shading um, and that's why it, there's there seems to be a lot more detail uh, going through uh, uh, the accentuation of muscle or expression or stuff like that because they don't have the color to, to, to help add that depth they've got to have it in a different way um, but no I mean yeah it, it sounds amazing I really want to read it I may or look at it at I, least uh, I'm pretty sure I've sent you a link to it before okay cool you sent me a lot of links Herman but I, I, I'll get to it I'll get to look, it look <laughs> under all the porn there is something good good shh, shh, shh. Um, no no it's cosplay so it's fine it's, it's, part of, it's linking to this world um, yeah no uh, the thing is like Joshua Williams everything else he's ever written I've not enjoyed no I mean he's won awards He's highly lauded as a as a writer. It's just his work's I, never clicked with you. It's just never clicked. Okay. And this this boom. If any, if ever I'm thinking what a book I have to stick on the chopping block, this is never on that list. Right. Awesome. No, I, I will I will check it out. It sounds fantastic. Um, speaking of which, if you look at the uh, uh, description uh, underneath the podcast, I will uh, add links to both Berserk and. Sorry. Uh, birthright birthright uh, for you to be able to follow and hopefully read at your pleasure or not if you don't like it or not uh, in which case fuck you uh, <laughs> cool thank you as always for listening actually I can't say that because it's the first fucking episode thank you for listening um, remember to like and subscribe yeah that thing 
yeah tune in next week uh, we'll be talking about two new comics we haven't thought about yet same bat manga channel same bat manga same bat same bat channel same no same bat same bat manga time same bat manga channel same bat manga channel same bat manga time same bat manga time same bat manga channel I'm pretty sure it comes out this time it's time the channel I'm putting all of this in but yeah bat manga (laughs) (laughs) 